I think that our Christian faith can be characterized by one of either one or two stories, one or two conversations. And the first conversation, well, might be familiar, I don't know, involves parents, children, and dinner table, Now, I'm not suggesting any of your children might be like this or any of mine or that any of you ever had had to deal with this. But I've heard of people who have had discussions, conversations with their children at the dinner table about vegetables. Now, these are very enlightening conversations I hear because you get to hear about culture, right? You learn about kids in Africa. Hmm? And you learn about endurance and perseverance because you know you're not going to get up from that table until you finish everything on that plate. Are with me? And we also learn self-control because we also know we're not going to get dessert either until we finish everything. Y'all with me? That's why the that side note is always dessert first. Okay? Y'all with me? Now, what we realize about those kind of conversations is what we understand or not, really, that's a conversation about winning. Because the parent wins when everything on the plate is gone, right? But then the child thinks, okay, when I get to be 18, 19 years old, I'm winning because I'm not going to eat it if I don't want to eat it. I win. Stop for a minute. The other person, I'm not talking to you, right? The person sitting next to you, right? Sure. Now, unfortunately, many times, many ways, our faith is portrayed in that way. Our faith is about what I have that's so good for you, and you better sit down and eat it if you know it's good for you. Right? And if you don't eat it, something bad's going to happen to you. With me? Jesus knew just how 
exactly what I meant. But I think I know how hungry, how much Jesus knew how hungry we can be. As the story is told, it's only been the one day, the day after that 5,000 people buffet we talked about last week. Remember that? And the people have gathered together again to find Jesus, and they found him. Oh, Rabbi, where have you been? I think we're ready for brunch. What you did yesterday was pretty cool. Huh? And, you know, this time that boy, he's got four loaves. He's got six loaves. He's got three fish. We got a little more. Did you bring a steak, maybe, Jesus? I think Jesus saw those people and knew, just as he does now, how hungry they really were. Now, of course, we're not talking about vegetables anymore. We're not talking about the vegetables that everybody wants to eat. We're talking about the hunger that so many of us have inside of us. A hunger that will influence the way we live, will influence the way we see God, will influence the way we are as people. Just like Jesus does in other conversations in the book of John, if you think about his conversation with Nicodemus and the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well. He doesn't worry about that question. He gets down really quick to the heart of what he has to tell them. You're not here because of me. You all haven't gathered here because you saw some great sign. You're here because. Jesus again. 
They had to go up the hill, around the corner, they're looking for this boat, they're going around to see where it, and I think it mirrors us so much when we start looking for things that we think will fill that hunger that we have yet to turn over to God. And when we look for those things and when we try to fill it with those other things, we have to deal with the pain. We have to deal with the struggle of addiction. We have to deal those kinds of things, those things that God never wanted for us. Jesus says, work for the non perishable. Work for the human eyes. And of course, you know, oh, okay, what do I got to do to get that? What kind of work do I have to do? Because I think the story reminds us, takes us back to Exodus and the people were in the wilderness and they were hungry and God's going to give you food and God said, well, you got to go out and get it, get it before it gets all nasty or whatever for you get. So the people think, okay, what do we got to do? I'll do it. And he said, well, this is the book. There is a sign. 
loving God, we recognize the love that you have for us as we think about the gift of Jesus. As we think about his willingness to serve us and live among us, God, we can only think how grateful we should be. We ask God for forgiveness and we neglect your love and sought other things to fill 